0: Amen. Come on, can we just give the Lord a, a hand clap of praise here this morning? Come on. And I believe that this is just a divinely appointed time for this congregation. Come on, how many of you can sense the presence of the Holy Spirit here this morning? Come on. Man, God is so good. God is good. God is good. I want to give you just a couple of announcements that, uh, for one, we have. Uh, we have a great, wonderful victory this, this past Saturday in our mobile food distribution here in Youngsville at, uh, at Ernest Gallet Elementary. And uh, Michelle, would you mind standing up? If, I, don't, I didn't tell you I was going to do this, but uh, Michelle is our food pantry coordinator. And she's, yeah, come on. She, spent, she comes up here to the church every, uh, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And not only does she, does she help serve uh, the people in Youngsville and Milton and Broussard and South Lafayette, but she also helps lead our chapel services here, right here in the sanctuary. So I just want to encourage you if you if you have an opportunity to come and, and be part of that wonderful, wonderful ministry. But Michelle, how many families did we provide food for just this in one day in, in Saturday? In one hour, we had the ability to serve a hundred incredible, powerful time of worship i like to just, just giving us some, some genuine, authentic African worship. Come on, how many of you realize that worship is, is, is more than just singing some songs? Come on, we were talking about this at worship practice, and, and I just made a comment that, that you know, we're, we're going to worship God, and then we're going to sing songs if it's necessary. Come on, we can worship God, and we'll sing songs if necessary. Come on, worship requires more than just, than just vocalizing and singing songs. All that does is just gets us on the same page. But as we just enjoy some, some African worship... Uh, Peter was doing some, some dancing up here. Come on, there, th- how many of you realize that dancing is a spiritual act of worship? Come on, David was defined by his freeness in dancing. Come on, we're a land of the free, we need to be free to dance. We need to be free to sing. Come on, we can lift our hands, we can clap our hands, we can s- shout with our, with our voices, but until we can get the, the Holy Ghost hops, until we can begin to dance and loose those, those bonds and chains in our worship, Come on, God has the ability to transform your life in that. So I want to thank Peter for just doing the... the, the I, I can't really do it really well. It's, as good as Peter can. But come on, in, in Africa, they know the freedom that was paid on the cross by Jesus Christ. But we had Robin. She came uh, from, from, uh, from Uganda. But you know her story didn't necessarily start in Uganda. And in fact, when we first met Robin... Uh, Ron. Okay, Ron, you got it? Hey, awesome. Uh, so this is when, this is, uh, Shannon probably remembers. We first met Robin Broom and her husband Jeff there at, at the Campus of Christ for the Nations Institute. And they were a wonderful couple that had, uh, that had come there. To the point where, they, where they, had, they were from a little town in South Carolina where Robin and Jeff lived to ministry isn't a decision that you're going to make just in an instant right it's something that requires thought and prayer and and advice and guidance but during that time that they were there in south carolina jeff he was he was an avid mechanic and and carpenter and motorcycle enthusiast and he was killed in his right there not far from his own home in a tragic motorcycle accident how many of you realize that, that at that moment, Robin lost her, what she thought was her support? She thought that, that all of her dreams had been dashed. That at that moment, she's like, what am I going to do now? I can just go back home and live with my dad, and I don't really know what's going to happen. But, but how many of you realize that when faith is planted in your heart like a seed, it says that mustard seed faith has the ability to move mountains. And Robin didn't just let that dream die But she let that that dream, that seed that was planted with her and her husband, begin to grow. See, Robin thought her dreams were over, but God had other plans. Go to the next slide for me. And here here we see Robin as, you know, having, having suffered the tragic loss and many setbacks she just continued to press forward one step at a time, one step at a time. Even going into doing ministry there in in, in New Mexico and full-time missions. And then finally reaching in that calling that God had specifically set her up to go and reach these these young children there in Uganda. Come on, how many of you realize that that through the ministry that she's been a part of, they they are reaching 3,000 plus children every single day with the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Come on, that's worth saying amen. Not just in a country where where these kids are, 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 are poor, but it's in a heavily influenced Muslim country. You see, not only are they reaching the kids, but through the miraculous work, but that more abundantly. Many of us have, might have theological reasons, maybe theorized. You know, well, God wouldn't do that to me. What if Robin said, you know what? I, I, I've devoted my life. I've done all these things, and, but God wouldn't do this to me. I'm just going to go back to my old life. You know, maybe we have a misunderstanding of who God really is. He wouldn't let us experience suffering. I, I, I was reading a book here just this past week about a man and his, his experience in the Lord and how God brought him through some times of suffering. And, and those times of suffering, they didn't destroy his Christianity. They simply built up his Christian maturity. You see, suffering has the ability to, to strengthen us. Oh, God wouldn't allow pain in my life. Come on, God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross. I want you to realize that that hurt immensely. That the pain that Jesus experienced was far greater than any pain or suffering that we can possibly imagine. Or maybe God wouldn't let us lose these things that we have. You know, God doesn't really, He wants us to be prosperous. He does. But He wants to be prosperous in Him. And according to His will and His purpose. You know, maybe it's other reasons, because, you know, as I begin to think about this, Lord, why, why do I limit your ability to function in my life? Maybe it's some political reasons that we have. Maybe it's not theological. I fully believe all the things that God is doing. And wants to do in me, but simply because I'm more worried about my my popularity or what others might say, or maybe I may be politically incorrect in what I'm fixing to say or do in a place. Come on, me and Shannon go to restaurants many times and, 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 and again, she's more open to this. This is just kind of her spiritual gifting is intercession. and, and, and is, is that the, the, the friends you don't want to be part of? Come on, I want friends that are encouraging me. Personal reasons. That we don't follow fully into the footsteps of Jesus Christ. You know, because whenever you begin to read the Bible, Doc, it's quite revealing. I heard a minister say one time that the Bible is the only book that while you read it, it reads you. So, so, so what does that mean? It's, it's like, go, man, I, I begin to read the word. I'm like, well, I'm, I kind of mean to people. Maybe I got to be not, oh, love your enemies. What a concept. Come on, how many of you realize that when we abandon the bondage of, of uh, the bondage of our th- theological reasons, our political reasons, our relational reasons, maybe our personal reasons. Come on, God has the uh, 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 the ability to break the bondage that those things are holding us in. Sin has a powerful hold on our life. On, we overcome by what? The blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. I want you to know that here today that you are anointed and appointed and ordained to hear this message to be part of what God is doing here at First Assembly today. I, I mean, in, in the three months, I've never experienced such a powerful, just move and presence of the Holy Spirit in a, in a single service. And I want you to know that God is here, and He's willing to break off some of those bondages and set you free today if you're willing to walk that out. Come on. But it's not going to be easy. Come on, we live in the land of the free. But it's not because of what you did. It's because of what He did. You know, in the song, they were talking about those, those soldiers and those men who gave their very lives so that way we can live. How many of you realize that through Jesus Christ, He gave His very life so that way we can have life? That we can live. Like David uh, said today, encourage me, Lord God, to speak the message that you would have me to speak today. Amen. I have, I have here with me a book. And many of you have, uh, may have read this book. Uh, many of you may have never heard of it, but this is a, the Fox's Book of Martyrs. Has, has anybody ever read this book? I want to encourage you, if you've never, if you've never uh, read the Fox's Book of Martyrs, I want you to head down to the bookstore today, or go on Amazon or whatever, pick you up a copy. Uh, they have some abridged versions, don't get it. Get the full-out, full-blown copy. They actually have a, a new edition, okay, that just came out here recently. But this Fox's Book of Martyrs was written by a man named John Fox and first published in 1563, and what is this book is talks about is just some of the things that the Christian church had experienced in persecution after Jesus Christ went, was, was ascended into the heavens. Because how many of you realize that there was freedom, and then that freedom instantly began to be tested in the world that they live in? This book that really ties into this Scripture verse in Matthew 16, 18, which is prophetic in Jesus speaking to Peter. Realize that, that Jesus is prophetically speaking to Peter. It says, and and pardon the 1563 English. Which prophecy of Christ we see wonderfully to be verified, insomuch that the whole course of the church to this day may seem nothing else but a verified perspective of the church. 1500 years of Christianity. He says, first, that Christ hath set up a church needeth no... Declaration, Come on, how many of you realize that the, that the church of Jesus Christ, that Jesus establishes the church? Come on, men don't establish the church, but the, but the church was intended as God's vessel to carry His message into all the earth. Come on, as we align ourselves, as we, as we give and we share and we participate on this earth, and to turn back the tides and push back of, the, of the, the, t- the 1000s and 1200s and all the crusades and all the things that come against the church, come on, even our own government at times, There's nothing that can come against the church of Jesus Christ. And you can look not just here in America, but what about in China where it's illegal to have a church other than one that's established by the government where you read my books, you read my Bible, you do exactly how I say it, and that's what we're going to do. But come on, how many of you realize that Jesus Christ, He didn't die so that we can? Our faith is established in Jesus Christ. It's tested against a world set against freedom. And endures with all power to stand until Christ's return. You see, we see in Scripture many times that the very thing that we bond ourselves with has the ability to destroy us if it's not bound in Christ. In fact, right there at the very beginning of of the church, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and we're going to read a little bit about that. This was the religious order of the time. They begin to, to, as soon as Jesus Christ came to this earth and He began to set the Christians free, they began to come against that Christian work and align themselves with a, with a tyr- tyrannical government in the Caesar. And, and but when we come to a knowledge and realization, a new life in Christ, things are going to change. And not everyone is going to like it. Come on, how many of you realize when you give your heart to Jesus and you begin to walk in the things that God wants you to walk in? You're, there's not not everybody is going to like exactly what's going on in your life. When you say, you know what, I'm not going to, I'm no longer going to participate in this activity or that activity. You know, people are going. To, You've been called you judgmental. You know, oh, because you don't accept what I do, right? Oh, you're judgmental. Well, hang on, aren't you judging me for not for judging? What are you talking about, right? Well, the Bible says, you know, that, that judge not, lest ye be judged. And they understood that He did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of this, the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. You see, in this story, it's a, it's a very simple picture. It's, it's Jesus, He's crossing over to the Sea of Galilee, and He has His disciples with Him, right? I mean, and, and many times, and a couple of times in the past, they end up kind of late in the day, and they have nothing to eat. So, of course, Jesus... Because he's Jesus, he, he turns the five loaves into, into 5,000, and then he does all these miraculous things for the disciples. And then they, so that at this point in time, they go back across the sea again, and here we have Jesus, and the uh, disciples ask him, Hey, uh, we don't have any bread, Jesus. You know, what are we going to do? And Jesus, and the only way that Jesus can do this, he answers a question. That nobody asks. They plainly ask Him. They said, Jesus. They came to the other side and they had forgotten bread. And Jesus says, take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they said, well, it's because we have no bread. You see, the disciples, although they are on this walk with with Jesus, they were on this walk with Jesus, they come across a a trying time. How many of you realize when we're walking with Christ, we're not always prepared for every situation that may pop up in our lives? We may have times when we feel like, come on, am I the only person? As as I walk and as I do things, I'm like, uh, God brings me places and I'm just not ready to quite be in that position. But instead of Jesus saying, you know what? Shame on you guys. You know, Last time I had to provide, I'm going to provide again. But I think Jesus is teaching them a lesson. He's saying, you of little faith. He said, I didn't bring you and train you and equip you and set you up for ministry so that way you can be many times over and over again that everywhere you go." Come on, when somebody challenges you and challenges your faith, many times we have this ability to want to go and reason. Well, let me, let me get into a theological perspective of evolution. Let me get into the theological perspective of, of abortion. Let me get into a the theological perspective of, of crucifixion. Come on, how many of you realize that many times we don't always have the answers? But in fact, the answer is faith in Jesus Christ. You know, when I give an answer, well, how do you know that God exists? Because I know that one day I was a homeless alcoholic. The next day I was a, a set-free man of God that, that God put on a new path to righteousness. You know, I know that in an instant that my life was forever changed. I know that there was times when, when I saw miracles take place That was by the laying on of hands of anointing of oil that God transformed a person and began to bring healing in their bodies. That they began to bring healing in their minds. I've seen Jesus through the miraculous power of His Holy Spirit. I don't have to explain that. No more than I can explain how exactly the intricacies of the internal combustion engine or the English language. You see, he says, beware of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. In fact, John calls the Pharisees and the Sadducees the generations of vipers. Come on, there's always going to be someone that challenges what God is doing in your life. Well, what if, what if, what if? Man, well, what if Jesus died on the cross, he went into the grave three days, and three days later rose again to come back to the earth to give me the keys to, to life and eternity? What if he came and he lives in my heart? And that He's speaking to me and He's guiding my steps. Is that enough what if for me? I, that's enough what if for me. I know that God's speaking to me. You see, the Pharisees and the scribes directed the works of God through their authority. You see, what they wanted to do was they wanted to limit the work of God not to, to be a personal God, but he, they wanted to have control over what God was doing and to authorize everything that God would do. Come on, how many of you realize that God can speak to anybody here? And those same Pharisees and Sadducees and scribes, when it came time to acknowledge Christ or to not acknowledge Christ, what did they do? They bowed to the works of Caesar. And they said, We're not going to get involved in this for political reasons, for theological reasons, for personal reasons. Come on, how many of you realize that the high priest, in order for him to say Christ is Lord, you know what he has to do, Doc? He has to step down as high priest, he loses his whole livelihood. The, 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 the Sadducees, if they acknowledged Christ and His resurrection, they didn't believe in the resurrection from the dead. That's why they were sad, you see. That's why. They were a political thing. That they, had, they had certain views that they, that they withheld higher than, than the reality of what's going on. Don't let your thought processes transcend the things that God is doing in your life. Come on, just because you may be healed in Jesus' name by the power of the Holy Spirit and your own doubt could bring that, that whatever God healed you from right. You know, when you begin to take authority in Jesus' name, come on, God has the ability to work in that. And it scares the fire out of the devil. Actually, it scares the fire into the devil. You know, I like to share this story there in Acts chapter 7. I think it's about Stephen and, and how, how, how the apostles, they wanted to, to spend some time just in, in prayer and in fasting and in study and filled with the Holy Spirit to fulfill the work of the men. Don't buy into that attitude. That's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, disciples, listen, I know you don't have any bread, but, but beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. He's saying prophetically that there's going to be a time whenever, whenever you need to have faith in what I've already done. You don't need to add anything to it. And that's already carried out as we look in Acts chapter four, verses one through four. That Peter and John they go into the temple and we have this incident where where there's a man who's there and he's he's been he's disabled. And Peter and John, they look at him and they say, hey, look at me. And he says, silver and gold have I not, but what I have, I, I'm going to give it to you. And, and that man stands up and he walks and he's healed that day in the temple. Come on, it's, a, it's a miracle carried out by the apostles. Come on, how many of you realize that before that time, Peter and John may not have walked in that type of anointing. But immediately, right after that, they have to begin to defend what God's doing. How many of you realize that the, that the the, the absolute bitterness that had to be inside those Pharisees and Sadducees to see a man who was lame from birth raised again and be able to walk and then them question what God is doing in that situation or begin to put limitations on what God is doing. What kind of heart is that? It's a heart of the four verses one through four. It says, now as they spoke to the people, the priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them being greatly disturbed That they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead, and they laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. And then we have my favorite word in the Bible, and many of your translations may vary. It should say, It says, Many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to be about 5,000. Come on, how many of you realize that there's power? In the name of Jesus Christ. That message of eternity through Jesus They're walking out of Egypt free. They once were, were, they were in bondage. Slaves to an Egyptian government. And now they are free. Free is a scary thing. I mean, we live in the land of the free. I mean, how many of you realize those Israelites, all they had to do was walk into that freedom? That stuff. How many of you realize that we live in a free country even today because of those who fought for our own freedom? Most of the time, the people who, who fight for freedom are the very ones that don't get to experience the fruit of it. I want you to live in freedom today. I want you to live in the freedom not only in this country, but at freedom in Jesus Christ, who set you free, that you shall be free indeed. No longer bound up, like those Israelites. But how walk out? They, they bump up against a, a chasm. A great lake. a sea. And, uh, and, and in front of them seems impossibility. Behind them, they have the Egyptian government coming back to reclaim. The, that, that Pharaoh coming back to reclaim what God had rightfully set free. Come on, I want you to know that, that that's happened to me more than once. Where, where I'm walking through, God sets me free from something, only to say, I can't do a miracle. I have a choice to make at that time. I can either take a miracle, or I can, I can just take a surrender to the enemy. Come on, I refuse to surrender to the enemy. I refuse to sur- surrender to what, to what the, the, the enemy has done in my past life. Like Doc said here the other, uh, last week, he says, right? Come on, I believe. You know, here this morning, freedom is simple. Freedom is simple. Just like those Israelites there getting set free from Egypt. All they had to do was be part of the crowd walking out the door, if there was a door. All they had to do was be part of that crowd. All we have to do to give our lives and to walk in the freedom of Jesus Christ is to just Step through into that freedom. It says that if we abide in His Word. Abiding. You know, abiding doesn't take really any effort. It just takes abiding. Just being in the presence of the Lord. If you just are in the presence of His Word. And it says that this, that this Word will make you into His disciples. Come on, how many of you realize to walk in that true freedom of Jesus Christ, we need to walk in the discipleship of Jesus? Don't just read the Bible from a history perspective, right? The gospel, allow that to be news in our life, that every day we can read something and apply that into our lives, that we become disciples of Jesus Christ as we abide in His Word. And that will help us to know the truth. Come on, the truth that you have been set free not not so that way you can live to some religious or carry out some religious obligation the truth that you have been set free not so that way you can be come on i believe that that paul said he says you know all things are permissible but not all things are or what good or beneficial all things are are permissible but not all things are beneficial come on i believe that there's there's some of us even here today that jesus wants to set free that all we need to do is beginning to say, you know what? I'm shaking off these chains of bondage. I don't want to walk in freedom anymore. It doesn't work. Jesus has done for you. Just uh, pride in your heart, if you're bound up by, by just not knowing the truth. Say, I don't even know the truth. The only truth I get, I get from other people, I want you to know that the truth resides in the Word of God. And as we abide in it, it abides in us. That Jesus Christ has the ability to come into our hearts and dwell forever. Setting free the captives. Could you stand with me please here this morning?